Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, with no ads? Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. All right, it is part two of our newlywed game. Do explain, Abby, because I've already messed this up and we haven't even started <laughs> So the newlywed game is something that we played while I was on my bachelorette trip with my cousin. And essentially, I gave the groom a list of questions to answer about himself, and I had him record it via iPhone. So then when we got to the bachelorette party, I had the bride answer what she thought he would say about himself. So I've done the same thing with our Burt Show newlyweds, if you will, or Burt Show oldlyweds, whatever you, <laughs> whatever you would like to say. That would be Burt and Kristen, the oldlyweds. Well, te- Katie and Mo have known each other for a long time too, so technically not newlyweds. Mm-hmm, so Katie has answered questions about Mo, and Mo is going to try and guess what she said about Mo, and Kristen is going to do the same thing for Burt. Does this make sense? For everybody. Well, as you explain it now, yes. But I think I sent the wrong answers in. But you you didn't have to send answers in. So that's perfectly fine. You, you literally could not send the wrong answers because yeah, you didn't have to send it. So I overachieved. You did. Yes. Wow, that doesn't happen. Well, you got it wrong and overachieved. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> Especially. Just, you and Mo are not playing together. You and I are playing together. So okay. I sent questions. So Abby's going to ask you a question right. about yourself. Okay. And you're going to answer it. And then we're going to play my... what. what I said and see if we match up. Got it. Wow. Wow. I, I'm okay. I was ready to play with Mo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question number one. Okay. What is your best memory with Kristen? Bad. Oh my God. There's been so many. I know. Uh, um, <laughs> right. Um, the, uh, the best memory with Kristen. Uh, they've all been great and we've all, and they all, um, Include alcohol. <laughs> the best memory with you. Uh, what is sticking out to me? It, you're not gonna. Now I have to try to figure out what you're gonna say. Correct. I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, you you stay true to your answer. Technically, you're supposed to say what your fondest memory is, okay. and then hopefully it aligns with what I thought you were going to say. We've had many. The one that's popping into my head was that Pitbull concert that we were at, though, <laughs> when it was just pouring rain on us, and we were hanging out. That's the first one that comes to mind, but it's not the one I think you're going to say, but that's what I'll go with, because that's, that's the only one coming to mind. Okay. What's the answer? What is my best memory with Burt Weiss? That is... Definitely the hardest question. I mean, we've been on 12 Burt's Big Adventures together, um, countless syndication visits, concerts, interviews, our Justin Bieber interview. Uh, But I have to say, best memory was my wedding. Oh, yeah, I remember that day. Yeah, you did. That was fun. That was fun. That was a good time. Yep. Okay, now time to switch up the couples onto Mo. Mo, what is your best memory with Katie? This is a very hard question. It was so hard. Very hard. We have a lot. There are so many. Um, But I guess I'll just go with my gut. The first first one that comes to mind for me is when we were out one time and we were playing skee-ball. And I was trying to tell Katie how powerful the mind is that I told her to literally just like just stare at the hundred. Just stare at the 100, and I promise you, you can do it. And it, and she did it, and it was like the one time that she got 100 in ski ball. Whoa. Okay, Katie, what's the answer? It would have to be when we went to New Orleans for my birthday. That was like the best. It was so <laughs> lit. 
Oh, yeah, that was fun, too. <laughs> Steve was pretty great, but... Yeah, so I can see why the world is the All right, we're both over right now. That's okay. Okay. Okay, Bert. Yep. What do you think Kristen said your worst habit is? My worst habit? Uh, my memory. What's the answer? What is Bert's worst habit? This is the easiest question. It's that he's so fidgety, constantly <laughs> messing with things, making noises, moving all over the place. He's a fidgety fella. I forgot I did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mo, what do you think Katie thinks your worst habit is? My worst habit? Yes. Oh, uh, that makes it harder. Um, My worst habit, pro- overthinking. Katie? Not asking for help. Like, it's okay to say, hey, I need somebody to lean on. <laughs> somebody yep, to that's lean perfectly fair. on. I might have overthought that one. That's, that's fair. Still over. Still over. Wow. Okay. Come on, y'all. Get us on a board. <laughs> Divorce is in our future for yeah. sure. Okay. Okay, Bert, when do you think Kristen said that she can tell when you're stressed? When can she tell that you're stressed? We could go a couple of ways with this. He's coming in hungover or uh, quiet. I just get to my keep to myself. Okay, what's the answer? You can tell Bert is stressed when he has a short fuse. Uh, he has no patience. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Time management stresses me out more than anything else, and I do ha- tend to get really frustrated if I feel like I just can't get things done or there's too much coming at me. Okay, Mo, when do you think Katie can tell that you're stressed? This can go a lot of different ways, too. <laughs> um, I literally had about five answers pop in my head, but I'll go with... Uh, I'll, I'll go with when I'm quiet, too, when I'm just not saying anything at all. Okay. Well, he's actually stressed a lot of the times, but <laughs> it's the self-isolation, drinking more, mm. and his diet will go out the window. What <laughs> diet? She has wings and a slice of pizza. <laughs> Katie, she has for one thing. Yeah, you got three things. <laughs> <laughs> the trifecta of stress. Right? I'll cover all my bases. Is we that, are still I, over. No. No, that doesn't count. She didn't say quiet. She said isolation. She said drinking, and she says a crap diet. You didn't say any of those. <laughs> Explain me just now. Is this our last hope right here? This last question? We have or two more, two? but we, two can, more? we can end with one question. Uh, we can do two. Okay, we got two. Yeah. Uh, number four. What is something that Kristen would warn people about, Bert? What would she warn people about you? <laughs> um, this one was difficult, too. Yeah. If we are all out together, he will force you to drink to a place that will take you in <laughs> to dangerous situations. Okay, what's the answer? This one took me a minute, but the thing I would warn you about Bert is that he's got a very dark sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, the tracks. Yeah, yeah. this is true. <laughs> this is true. Okay, Mo. Keep, what? keep the streak live, yeah. Mo. We haven't got one right yet. Well, Katie's going to give eight answers. What's something Katie would warn people about you? Um, I'm very to myself. Okay. He's not a people person, okay? Yes. So okay. don't think that he will chit-chat with you. Mm-hmm. He's not the chit-chat guy. Well. All right, we got one. Oh, no. right. oh, yeah. The pressure's on. We got to time up. I know. By we, I okay. mean you. But you know, whatever. It's a team effort now. Team game. Okay. Last question. Okay. What's something Kristen has learned about Bert that surprised her? You're not going to get this. Um, something that Kristen learned about her. Uh, that's surprising. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think like Kristen. That's not easy. No, it ain't. It's, it's hard for me, let alone somebody else. Repeat the question. What is something that Kristen has learned about Bert that has surprised her? How incredibly generous I am. Okay, what's the answer? The one thing I learned about Bert that surprised me was that he grew up on a farm of sorts mm, mm. and had goats and stuff. Yep, that's the truth. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I did not know that. I'm surprised. However, I'm going to ask the judges, when you said about how generous you are, I was going to say that's one of the things I was going to warn people about, <laughs> is that you will you will always pick up the tab. You will never let somebody else pay. Right. I, um, so we get half a point. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> She's not even going for the win now. She just wants to be on the board somehow, somewhere. I appreciate her competitiveness. Okay, Mo, final question. What's something that Katie's learned about you that surprised her? I really don't know. This is a tough one. But um, well, you can't lose. 
That's true. <laughs> That's true. There's no losing here at this point. I'll go with this answer just because we we were talking about it on Saturday, so it's at the top of mind. But that I liked a few Nickelback songs. <gasps> that he loves Nickelback. <laughs> Done. You guys are going to be with each other for a very long time. <laughs> Smith Kristen, and B. You and I are doomed. Yeah, this is our last week together. It's going to be fun right <laughs> The Burt Show. All right, Mo, so tell us about this woman that jumped into your friend's car. How scary is this? Oh, my God. So I have a friend who genuinely always finds himself in the most bizarre situations, and I don't know why. I think it's his personality. I just think he's a magnet for it. And it happened again last week. And so Katie, him, and myself all went out for a BET event in which, Bert, you weren't here earlier this week when I talked about it. But uh, we ended up getting kicked out of the theater at this event that we were invited to. And it was basically because uh, when we walked into the theater, we walked in late and all of the seats were filled. And the first two rows were reserved, but the third wasn't. Okay. So we thought we could sit here and there was no problem, but they ran out of space for the talent. Okay, here's why I know this is surprising, because I've been to a couple of the BET Awards also, right? And everything runs late from the start anyway. Like, if they say they're going to start at 7, it starts at 8.30 or 9 o'clock. So you being late for late... Is shocking to me. No, well, it, so it wasn't the awards. It was just an event. But we, we weren't late. We were at the event because it was like at the bar. It was in a movie theater, but it was at a bar in the movie theater. Okay. And then they were having a screening in one of the theaters. Got it. So okay. we just didn't rush to the theater because we didn't really care where yeah. we sat. Right? right. But when we got there, those were the two seats that were available. And then I guess they realized they ran out of talent. And for whatever reason, we were the first two people that they asked to get up. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there was nowhere else to sit. Okay. Now, they did email me and apologize. So shout out to BET. I appreciate it. But I was like, well, I'm not going to stand up in the, on the stairs mm -hmm. and watch this. So we all just went back to the bar. And, well, there was nothing else to do at that point but drink. So towards the end of the night, the three of us were pretty nice. And uh, we left early. Katie and I left early. We obviously got to get up in the morning. But my dude stuck around. And it was just one of those events where everybody was uh, feeling really good. Sure. And so he tells me that he goes to leave his car or leave the, leave the place and walk to his car. And that he runs into two women who are actually, like, arguing pretty much on his car. Mm. And so he didn't know what to do because he didn't want to, like, interrupt them, but he wanted to go home. What does arguing on your car mean? Like, one of them was, like, pretty much leaning on the hood mm. of his car, but they're in, like, a really intense argument to the point where he was, like, trying to, he didn't want to, I guess, get in the middle of it. So he kind of just got in his car and hoped that they would realize, like, oh, we're, we're leaning on this fella's car. Maybe mm. we should get off. Okay. But they finished their argument. And he let them. So he just sat in the car okay. and let them finish the argument. I mean, you get, like, if it's a good one, all right, yeah, I'll sit there and I'll listen. Yeah. But if it's something that's, like, corny and petty and it's just going around and around and around, I'm going, toot, toot, like, get out of my way so I can yeah. get out of here. That's what I would have done. You probably got 30 seconds to get to the real fight. And yeah. if not, then I'm bored. And then you got to get off my hood. <laughs> <laughs> right. So he waits it out. And finally, I think they realize, he turns on the car. And they finally realize, like, okay, this guy has to go. So one of them leaves, walks away. She walks away really quickly. And the other one turns around and is just kind of staring at him. So he's like, okay, what does this mean? Now, maybe it's my mind, but my mind told me you should have got out of there because I would have thought, like, this might be some kind of setup. Mm. I'm gone. Well, he doesn't react that way. He unlocks his door because she's, like, knocking on the window what? to get into the car. What? So he unlocks his door because in his mind he's thinking maybe she needs some kind of help. They just got into an argument. Maybe she needs a ride, which doesn't shock me. This is his personality. He would do this. And so she gets in the car, and he says that he just says to her, hello, how are you? And she goes, hello, and then they exchange names. But she's not really engaging. She's kind of just sitting there as if, She's having like an epiphany of some sort. And she's in the passenger seat? She's in the passenger seat at this point. <laughs> so he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> this stranger is sitting in his passenger seat. And she's and very comfortable. Speaking. Like just not even speaking. She's just sitting there. <laughs> oh, damn. So he's like, I didn't know what to do. So I'm like, well, what happened? So he said I gave her like 30 seconds to figure out whatever she was trying to collect. Mm -hmm. And then he said to her, well... What happens next? <laughs> That's a, a really solid question. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking it. Right? It's yeah. a fair question. So then she, she looks at him, like, almost in a, in a daze type of way, and then she says, I'm so sorry, but I have to do this. Oh, God. <gasps> oh, God. These ne this next two seconds are right? going to be intense one way or the other. So then he goes, okay. And so she leans over, and she just hugs him, and she kisses him on the neck. Like nonstop. 
But that's all she did. And then she stopped. And then she said, I'm sorry, but I had to do that. And then she gets out the car. Oh, now, now it's kind of sexy. And she leaves. No, it's still creepy again. No, yeah. wait, that, now it's kind of sexy. It's giving I, I, vampire. I, I was leaning towards creepy myself. <laughs> That's a very fine <laughs> line, I guess. In my heart, it's a very fine line. So I'm like, you didn't get like a, a name, a nothing, a, a number. He was like, no, I don't think I'll ever see her again. That was, that That's was, for the best. I yeah, honestly, so. yes. I can't explain it. This, this was the way his night ended, and yeah. he just went home. I think that's sexy as hell. <laughs> you can have that. That's all yours. I want I no parts of that. Nobody else in this room wants that, so you can have Not it. Not even a little bit. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Will and Jada Pinkett Smith say they've been separated for seven years. So why not just divorce? So we got this news yesterday, literally at the tail end of the show, because Jada Pinkett Smith um, has been has been promoting her new memoir, Worthy. And she revealed that since 2016, they have been living separate lives. They don't call each other husband and wife in private. So that's why she was so shocked when the Oscars came around, when Will so publicly called mm-hmm. her his wife. All right, so I know it's, it's early and it's hard to get you guys on the phone because you're super, super busy. But I'm really curious, like... If we opened up the Burt Show's book of records, who was either separated or divorced the longest and your family and nobody knew about it? Okay. It's kind of early, but let's try. one 855 Burt Show. Okay, so she's been doing all these promotional interviews and was recently on the Today Show with Hoda Kotb. And Hoda asked the obvious question. She's like, you know, if you've been separated for this long, at what point do you just decide to get a divorce? But you're essentially divorced without having the paperwork to say you're divorced. Right. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense um, to me. Um, but I, I don't feel healthy. It, it, it doesn't. Um, these feel like, to me, like the marriages and the couples that are so proud that they've been together for 30 years, but mm-hmm. they've hated each other for 27. <laughs> but they're staying together because they made that promise, but miserable. I know. It's. I can see how it's somewhat honorable because, like she said, when she went to the Oscars, she, in her mind, was attending that function as a family with Will, sort of as a team rather than like husband and wife. So I think it gets to a point when you've been married that long and you've been such a public entity that it would be hard to just break that up and and make it seem as simple as just like the average Joe Schmo getting divorced. What what she also said, which I thought was interesting, was um, that in one of those summers when there were divorce rumors with her and Will, that Chris Rock tried to talk to her and try to take her out, and that might have had something to do with why Will was so mad that day. That was something in there. Uh And the plot thickens. Uh Okay, well, speaking of very public marriages, Real Housewife Nene Leakes is speaking out about how she almost got married again for the wrong reasons. So a little bit of a backstory on her. Her husband recently passed away about two years ago from cancer, and And um, she recently hopped on social media to share this really sad message. She talked about a time that she went to the doctor's office recently and she got her forms and was looking at the section that said emergency contact. And she said, for the first time in my life, I'm looking at the emergency contact section and I don't know who to put down Mm -hmm. because normally I would put my husband down. So she gets on social media and she's tearing up. She's crying. And she said, Honestly, I considered getting married just to have a life partner. Whether I'm 100% happy with the person or not, maybe I should have married just so that I have a partner, you know, a partner for life, right? And I was thinking about having a partner for life. Even though I know the person isn't right for me, I'm just thinking having a partner for life, at least there's someone, maybe we would have an agreement that this person would be there for me and I would be there for them doing uh, hard times or medical times or something like that. And so she and I was throwing this conversation back and forth. Huh. This is a conversation for later because I'm sure people have this uh, this arrangement also. Mm-hmm. But isn't that what a best friend is? Yeah. Uh, yeah no, my best friends wouldn't be my emergency contact. But granted, I have my mom to put down as an emergency contact. Uh, uh, mine would be Amy. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's like my best friend. She's my business manager also, but we've known each other for so long. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking um, if I 
So I had to do like, we had to do emergency contacts for our child on a form once. And so, and you had to have multiple ones. And I, I it, obviously my husband was, you know, number one, but my good friend, Claire, I mean, she, mm-hmm. she, 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 cause you want somebody that's in the same, mm-hmm. you know, city as you. Um, and so I, I put her down. I would like to ask this question later on. So many questions for later. We'll just repeat this in the 8 a.m. <laughs> questions for later. Um, if somebody had to put down an emergency contact, and you might have been married or in a long-term relationship, but they're kind of flaky. Uh-huh. So you had to put somebody else down without them knowing it. Not your spouse, but somebody it's else. It's not your spouse because you know that in a pan- like in a crisis situation uh-huh. that they're not equipped for that. So you have to put somebody else down in your life that you know can handle business. If my husband was smart, he would not put me down as an emergency contact. That's messed up. <laughs> he would put down nine, yeah. one, one. I mean, it's a nice compliment and an honor, but when it comes down to taking care of business, an emergency is your significant they're really the one you want handling it. I ain't your gal. <laughs> I ain't your gal. <laughs> Britney Spears is reportedly going after Justin Timberlake in her new memoir. I'll spill the details on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. So he steals his wife's ring. He upgrades it. The idea, the game plan was to surprise her with it. But did Kaylee pull it off or not? For those that didn't hear this from the very beginning... Give them the origin story. So, yeah. So when uh, my wife and I got married, I was given this like heirloom from my great grandmother. Um, my dad gave it to me and it was it was a really nice ring. It was kind of vintagey. So I, I thought it was really cool. It had a bunch of really nice diamonds in it. But the center of it sat this big fat pearl. And I, I mean, it looked cool. It was unique. But from the beginning, I was like, I want to rip that thing out and put a big fat diamond in it. Um, and, which I, and, and your wife is not would not be a pearl person. It's not that she wasn't a pearl person. I guess pearls are kind of sensitive, and they're not. They're like, delicate. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. delicate. Thank you. That's mm-hmm. the right word. They're very delicate. Okay. Um, and you know, my we have three kids, and so I'm banging that ring around on everything. I know how hard I am on jewelry or anything that I have on my person. You know, I wreck it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she didn't wear it a whole lot. So it was a perfect. It was a perfect tactical, you know, mission to find it, because I didn't even know where it was, mm-hmm. um, and steal it. And that's what I did. And that's why I've been working on it for a couple months now, trying to, um, you know, basically rip the pearl out and have a diamond set in there. And I did just that. And then it was really cool because the jeweler that um, did it was going to take the pearl and I told him to do something funky, do something like from the Renaissance Festival, take like a dragon claw and like hold the pearl. Of course <laughs> he did. <laughs> Which he didn't do that. But um, yeah. he was going to uh, make the, the pearl into a necklace. And uh, not one that I was going to give her. <laughs> no, um, and then he even went, at, like, took it a step further and was going to create like a set of pearl earrings mm-hmm. to go with it. So um, when I got the ring, the pearls weren't ready. So I was, because Cassie and and you, Kristen, gave me some ideas on how I could execute giving it to her. Um, And so I was really thinking of incorporating the kids into it. You know, one would have like the pearl earrings, Mm -hmm. one would have the pearl necklace, and then maybe my little one would come in with the big ring. Um, But since the pearls were not ready... I dumped all those plans uh-huh. and went with the default, I'm going to probably irritate her and then give it to her. Of course all you right. did. Right. That was his initial plan, and Cassie and Kristen talked him out of something irritating and it's something romantic. But because the you irritate her on a daily basis. Right. She's used to that. Well, that's why, that's why <laughs> this would be just a normal thing, but then I could at least follow up with something bling bling. The perfect ruse. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right. And so um, I, I showed it to my daughter Max and my daughter Kieran, my son was wasn't there, so he didn't even know any of this was going down. And it looked phenomenal when I picked it up. I was like, "Oh, this is going to be good." And our anniversary is coming up on the uh, I don't know in a couple weeks. What is the date of your anniversary? The twenty sixth. Okay, of okay. what month? Uh, this month. October. Okay, right. it is October, right? Yes. It is. It is. Um, and but I have a problem when I get something for somebody. I just want to give it to them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It happens so rarely that I just want to <laughs> give it to them right then and there. Hey, hey you're nice I, and thoughtful. Look what I did. <laughs> and so when she got home, I just uh, I was like. Um, 
I think you need to sit down. <laughs> and she's like, why? I'm like, you might want to sit down for this. Oh, God. So I she's did thinking, something. She's thinking, oh, And then, of course, I it's... did something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, who did you and sleep she's with? she's like, what'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> There's something you're going to find out. Now, I can't hide it anymore. And she starts, of course, just getting irritated. <laughs> and I was like, well, I know you say that I don't get you things very often. So, pow-pow. Please tell me you did the sound effect. I actually did when I, when she opened it up, it scared her. I said, pow-pow. Almost like the Pulp Fiction when they open up the briefcase, there's that big glow. And she was like taken back by it. And I was, she said, why'd you do that? But when she saw it, she jumped on me and dry humped me in the air. Okay. So, yeah. well, that's a, that's, a, that's win. a win, I think. That's yeah. a win. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. think that's a seal of I approval. Mean, but, but, hey, it was clothes on, so don't worry. Uh, so she wasn't, we're in the room. So but, she wasn't that impressed. Yeah. Oh, okay. she was. Well, I mean, <laughs> now, it's you, levels. You can tell she's impressed because we all hung out together, our families, this past weekend. And as we're hanging out and we're by the, the mini corn maze, <laughs> she goes, oh. <gasps> He did good. And I, she showed it nice. off. And it's, it is. It's gorgeous. It's stunning. And she was like beaming. She was she was very happy. And she was not irritated with you at all that day. No, no. Because I was on my best behavior. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, yeah, we get along great. I you know, know you do. Most of the time I do irritate her. But congrats yeah. on job, the ring bro. and congrats on the dry hump, my friend. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It was, it was a glorious dry hump. <laughs> <laughs> and one more time. How'd that ring sound coming out your pocket? Pow, pow. <laughs> How romantic. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else, or if it's a single girl summer. There's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code ABBY to get your discount. Code ABBY. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It doesn't sit right with my soul. That's kind of been a fun theme we've been playing with on The Brett Show lately, where you're getting something off your chest that's just not sitting right with you. Like when I threw a sick burn at Abby and then immediately felt bad, and she did the same thing to Kristen and also felt bad right away. Now, we're all good, and that was all in good fun, but sometimes you're not quite ready to confront your problems head on, and you need someone to talk to. And while we love talking to you guys about your drama, sometimes it's above our pay grade and you need a professional to give you advice. I've been to therapy and there's something so freeing about unloading your problems on a therapist that has your back and you know is there to help you. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Show today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Show. The Burt Show. All right, today is Thursday. We call it Follow-Up Thursday where you guys email us and you're like, Hey, Burt Show, do you remember that storyline you had going on? You never tied it up in a nice little bow for us, so do it today. So that's what we do on Thursdays. And this one came from Ashley Gannis. She says, Hey, Burt Show, about a month ago, you had a story from a woman whose boyfriend wanted her to get a boob job. Did she ever go through with the boob job? <laughs> Why do you guys say boobs like that? It's because they're fun. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they are, huh. but okay. Uh, so, they're nifty. Yeah, so, yeah, apparently this happened just um, not even a month ago. Jan's boyfriend of over a year made a random request. He wanted her to get a boob job. <laughs> At the time, she was a B cup. He wanted her to become a D cup. She understood the request because his ex-girlfriends all had larger <sighs> boobs. boobs. 
She reached out to us because she was considering going through with it, but she also questioned his intentions. Why can you, Why are you questioning his intentions? He's literally telling you, yeah. I like the boobs on my ex. Can you get her size boobs? I'd be offended. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to question. Here. Yeah, right. Was she not good enough for him the way that she was? Apparently not. Um, so what did she decide to do? I don't remember this at all. Me neither. Oh, I remember. I remember it. it. Okay, I was yeah. going to say it might have been another show. <laughs> <laughs> we could always call them for you. All right, who's got the update? I got it. All right. Well, I had a conversation with my boyfriend. I told him I was unsure about getting a boob job. <laughs> he was honest with me, saying it's really important to him. Oh, gross. Come <laughs> oh, on, come man. on, dude. <laughs> He told me again that having a partner with larger breasts is something he's always been attracted to. And he wishes okay, that... Look at Cassie. I mean, the years of back pain. God, she can have my... I just can't envision going to a partner and being like, listen, I love you, but you having big boobs is important to me, so either get them or we're just yeah. we're just not endgame material. I just... I would drop that guy so fast. For those that don't know, Cassie has talked about this before because she's rocking like... Triple W's. Yeah, I, I don't even know anymore. Like, it changes store to store. It's, whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. wow. <laughs> if you see the Goodyear blimp, chances are it's actually a cup to my bra. <laughs> and he wishes that part of our relationship could be different. He said he's happy with every part of the relationship, <sighs> but that. I told him that if he loved me, that wouldn't matter. He told me that if I loved him, I would want to do this. Wow. Yikes. Man, this Hold is on. Worst, He's got the lighter because that is some gaslighting in my opinion. Are you that superficial, bro? Yeah, wow. he is. I truly do love him and want to make him happy while I'm not completely comfortable with the idea of changing my body. I just, I'd do just about anything else for him. So I think I should at least consider it. So after a lot of thinking, I made an appointment to talk to a surgeon. I want to find out more about the procedure understand the risk, and figure out if some things can I can really go through with. It's a big decision, so I'm just trying to figure out what's best for me and my relationship. Don't do it. Uh, don't do it. I feel like the resentment factor here is going to be a really high one. Now, she may get him and go, whoa, I should have done this earlier. But the fact that she didn't want them no. and he sort of is forcing them onto her for the most superficial. It's worse than a superficial reason. He's like, I liked my exes and I want your boobs to look like my exes. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe she's even considering it. I mean, I am not opposed to any augmentation you do to yourself, whether it's a rhinoplasty, if it's a breast augmentation, if you're doing it for you, if you have decided this is what I want to do, I don't think you should ever change something on your person for another person to make them happy. I feel like you're doomed in the relationship if you do that. And ultimately, you will never be enough for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always going to be something. If it, uh -huh. The boobs won't be big enough or they'll mm -hmm. be too big this time and something else will change. So, I mean, she deserves better. You deserve a partner who will take you as is on your I just rolled out of bed and didn't brush my hair days on and on your red carpet days. But here's the thing. If for some reason you're not at a point yet where your self-confidence realizes you deserve better and you want to stay in this relationship, tip for tap. You are going to get a boob L job. Literally. Yeah, literally. How about that? But you tell him you liked all your ex-boyfriend's noses best. Oh. And so if he gets a nose job, you'll get the boob job. Oh. And see if he would do the same thing and change his appearance for you. And if he doesn't, I think you have your answer. Oh. Or go one step <laughs> further and suggest that he get a penile implant. I, I, I knew it. <laughs> there we go. Be like, Aww. no, your balls are too saggy. I need them to be lifted a little bit. Yeah, yeah, my, ex, my ex is hung just right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, look, the resentment factor here is going to be super, super high. Oh, There's just huge. And there are no circumstances. But I do like this idea that, okay, if this yeah. is, these are the rules of our relationship, then you got some things I don't like also, mm -hmm. and go with that. But this is such a boundary. I mean, mm. when is it going to stop? Like, then your behavior, yeah. things you don't do. Like, it's it's almost controlling in a way. My ex-ex-girlfriend had this high butt. Can you go get a high butt? <laughs> <laughs> it's called a BBL, Bert. It's called a what? A Brazilian butt lift, not Isn't a high it? butt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, now, from here on out, it's right. high butt. It's high butt. Look at that high booty. High yeah. <laughs> standards, high butt. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had no idea. Zero. The Burt Show. Burt Show, how is it possible you're going to get me into a brand new Mercedes for $100? The same way we've been doing it for years and years and years. 
We got our first big adventure raffle going on with RBM of Alpharetta, and they are giving us, they're just donating a brand new Mercedes GLA 250 SUV, and the raffle tickets are only 100 bucks again this year. And there's only 2,500 tickets, so your odds of winning this 2023 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 SUV is really, really high. Um, it ends up selling out uh, by the the last date, so, and you have until October 25th, um, or it's whenever tickets sell out. So you want to go to birdsbigadventure.org. Um, you can check out all the details there, and that's also where you can purchase your raffle ticket for a chance to win. And all the money goes to Burt's Big Adventure. Every single penny of it. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that might be new around here, Burt's Big Adventure is uh, the trip we take down to Disney World every year with kids that have chronic and terminal illnesses. We bring everybody in the household also, and we go VIP for five days. And this is where all that money is going from, uh, going to. So you can grab your raffle ticket right now. Do it because it will sell out. And then we get these DMs. Oh, you didn't tell us. You just sold up. <laughs> telling you right now, okay? Burt'sBigAdventure.org. And a big thank you to RBM of Alpharetta, who year after year provides this vehicle for us to raffle off. Yeah, if we do it right, I think Molly told me this yesterday, if we do it right this year, I think we go over the million dollar mark with them over all the Mercedes that they've given us over the years. I think this will be the year we go over a million dollars for Burt's Big Adventure. We will. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. pretty cool. Uh, Burt'sBigAdventure.org Alright, let's get Dana back on from yesterday. Uh, Kristen, you want to give a recap on this? Alright, so Dana came on with us originally for a texting tutor. Um, no, this, she was, this is for, for to catch a cheater. Right. Her husband was going to stand up there with his cousin, the groom, as his best man, okay? And she thinks his cousin, his best friend, the groom, is a shady dude who is just, he's not the kind of person she wants her husband to be friends with, let alone to stand up at his wedding with him because she's like, he's not a good guy. And sure enough, we did a texting uh why do I why, why do I keep on calling a texting tutor? Um, because I threw this at you. I'm always supposed to do it. Okay. You ready. <laughs> okay. Because um, I had the RBM. Like <laughs> I had our raffle ticket stuff up. Hey, I'm doing the best I can. So we ended up doing Instagram scam. My good friend reached into this dude's DM. He very much is not faithful to his fiance because he ended up sending a D pick at the end of the day to her. And of course, we had Dana on yesterday, and she's like, "I knew it. I knew it." And she wants to forbid her husband from standing up there next to him at the wedding. So she was supposed to have a conversation with her husband last night about this information she has acquired and that she does not want him to be a part of this wedding because he's not a good dude and he's not faithful to his fiance. But he is blood, right? This is best friend slash cousin. Correct. Okay, so how did it go last night? Hey, Dana. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm doing good. How did this convo go last night? a lot of yelling, as you can tell. I'm a little hoarse today. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, I showed him. I showed him the screenshots, and he said, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's crappy. Yeah, it is crappy. But then, And so I thought I was going to win here. Um, but then he defended him, basically, by saying, well, he's not married yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, and a lot of guys do that kind of thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right before they get married. <laughs> oh, boy. That's a, this is a bad defense. This is a, yeah. was the worst. This is a real bad defense. I was, yep. I was very angry. I, I was very, very angry. And, I mean, basically, the long and the short is he says that he's not going to back out, that he's still going to stand up there beside his cousin. And, well, I said, well, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not condoning this there. I'm not going. So, <laughs> excuse me. That's okay. Um, <clears throat> so that's it. I'm, I'm not going to the wedding. I'm not going. I'm not. So, you know, that's, that's, that's where we stand. Basically, he's going, he's standing. I'm just going and I'm not going at a protest. I just want to tell you that when you said to him, I'm not going to the wedding, he didn't say this out loud, but he is so relieved. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Dana, when he said he's not tech, you know, he's not married yet. This is what guys do. Did a piece of you wonder what he did before you guys officially tied the knot? There goes Kristen making it worse. Well, you know, the thing is, I actually do trust my husband. I don't want my husband around this person, but I do trust my husband. Uh-huh. Um, and he said, no, he's like, not me, not me. <laughs> what am I going to do? What am I going to do about something that happened years and years? I doubt, I really doubt my husband is that kind of person. Uh-huh. I really don't think he is, but 
<laughs> but, you know, uh, that's terrible. That is terrible if that's what the world's come to, that all guys do this now. That's what guys do. Can we let her go so she can get a Ricola? <laughs> you poor little bitch. Must have been a lot of yelling last night. Uh-huh. All right. So hard, God. So, in, um, in talking to you the last couple of days, I just have the feeling that Dana gets what Dana wants. So, <laughs> so I have this well, feeling I that this. what I want in this situation, but Dana's not going to the way. Okay. okay. I'm not going. All right. That feels like one of those protests where I think he'll be really happy about that. But look, if that's your values right there, you you can't keep peppering him if he decides to stand up there for his cousin, though. You know, and I won't, I won't, I will, you know, get over it because at the end of the day, my husband is a good man, and I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky that I don't have a deep pick husband, but. We're <laughs> <laughs> right. keeping the bar set real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dana, we'll let you go. Thank you for the update. Appreciate you. All right, guys. Thank you so much. All right, see you there. Those conversations are not done. <laughs> no. No, 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 not even close. No. Those are not done at all. The Bird Show. All right, Abby, tell us about the latest dating trend on uh, on Hinge Unwrapped. Yeah, so it's basically kind of like your Spotify wrapped where at the end of the year, you can plug in your data from Hinge to find out how many messages you've sent, how, the, what the longest message conversation you had, the most emojis you've used, the amount of people you've rejected, the amount of people you've seen on the app, and it kind of sums up your dating life in a single year. And so I had the Burt Show give me their predictions for what mm-hmm. my stats would look like, mm-hmm. and now I finally have the results in. All right, so let me ask you this before we even go and hear these results. Over the course of the last year, mm-hmm. if you would give your success rate when it comes to dating on Hinge from a 1 to a 100, <laughs> where are we at? It's a big, big spectrum. I would probably say like a 73. 73. Like a C. Okay. On the verge of a C minus. But if that was the case, wouldn't he have been excited for at least one second date if it was that (laughs) successful? No, because I feel like that's a B. I feel like when I get excited about a date, it'll be a B. For those of you that are listening for the first time, Abby has never been excited. She said she's been on hundreds, right? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe maybe like 800 dates. Okay, 801. (laughs) And has never, can never recall being excited for a second date. Never. Not once. That math ain't math and Abby. I don't know about 73. Yeah. But I'll give it a 63. Now it's a D. Add one more D to the Hinge collection. So. Uh, Hinge took their sweet, sweet time sending me these details. I literally was on the phone with their customer service team like, I need this. You don't understand. They're like, okay, calm down. We see why you're single. And um, I found out that this is actually my stats from 2022, which I think will actually be more accurate data considering I did give up Hinge for like two months. Mm -hmm. So we'll actually get to see what Abby's 2022 dating stats were like. All right, sidebar here, and let's check back also here. Yes. How has your mental health been since you gave up the dating apps? Would you recommend it to others? 100%. Do it. Get rid of them. Get them off your phone. Stop looking at the trash bin that is the dating apps. It's just going to depress you. Go out into the real world and... And find a man or woman that way. Like, what have you felt since you haven't been checking it every day? Is it more time? Is it an emotional thing? It's nice just to have one less thing to check on my phone. I feel like I check my phone a lot for Instagram and notifications. And it has just been nice to have one less thing to work, to look at. And one less thing to be on my mental plate. It feels like to me that the dating apps... It wind up becoming feeling like a chore. So then dating feels like a chore rather than something that's supposed to be fun. I would say that's accurate because I'm like, oh, I gotta see, gotta message this dude back, yeah. <sighs> gotta check this. And it honestly is a little bit disheartening after a while because you start to see the world through the lens of social media in a way and the sense that like, I guess this is all that's out there. And that's not the case. Um, I think when you go out into the real world and you start to see that there's not just the people that are on the dating apps out there, you start to get a little bit more hopeful and dating starts to feel more realistic because people aren't getting approached all the time out in the real world. When you go to a bar, nine times out of 10, you're leaving there alone. And so you shouldn't get hard on yourself when you're on a dating app and you're leaving alone most days because that's how it is in the real world. That's a good way to look at it. It is. I'm a philosopher sometimes. (laughs) Okay, so let's, here are my stats. So the first one was how many people I came across in 2022 on the dating app Hinge. Bert said 10,000. Kristen said 5,555. <laughs> Mo said 4,500. And I am ashamed to say that you guys were all so off. 
I came across 16,092 people on Hinge. Wow. Your girl was swiping. Yes, you were. 16,000. Wow. And I wasn't excited about a single one. (laughs) No wonder you're exhausted from dating. It's it's exhausting. Okay. Wow. How many people I said yes to? This was a percentage. Bert said I said yes to 7% of people. Kristen said 11%. And Mo said 12%. Happy to say that Mo was right. Hey. I said yes to 12.1% of people. On the money. Yeah, right. I feel like that's pretty good. Uh 88% of people, not worth it. But- Yeah, the other 12%, yes. Okay, the time that I sent the most messages, this was the one that shocked me the most, but then I realized that I had a different schedule last year. So Bert said 3 p.m. I sent most messages at 3 p.m. Kristen said 9 p.m. Mo said 6 p.m. I sent the most messages at 2 a.m. You And I didn't know this was a feature either. I was most active in July, so hot girl summer. <laughs> okay, the last one was the words and emojis that I used the most. Bert said I used the wink or the cat emoji most and used my cat's name the most in messages, which is Della. Kristen said cats and the word read. Mo said the crying laugh emoji. And then the word goodbye. (laughs) Uh, My top words were friends, work, ha 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 ha, weekend, and definitely. (laughs) And my number, my top emojis were the hand wave, Mm -hmm. the smile that has the little sweat stain on it where you're like, Uh. and just the regular smile. And then it also told me that I sent 581 chats. I, on average, I sent three messages to people, and my longest chat was 99 messages, which I do not recall. 99 <laughs> messages. Wow. I don't know who I was talking to. Dang. I would not want those stats. <laughs> not great. Harsh. Don't draft me. <laughs> the Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. Britney Spears reportedly goes after Justin Timberlake in her new memoir. Oh, it looked like you were going to say something. No, I'm trying to figure out, like, what she, what else she got to say? She's got a lot to say because her new memoir, The Woman and Me, comes out on October 24th. And a source is telling Us Weekly that Justin's not going to be happy and that Britney is going after him hard. And also a second insider is reporting that she's excited but nervous, obviously, because she's releasing her first book. Um, she's not trying to skewer anyone, the source also said, but she's just going to relay the facts from her perspective. So it'll be very interesting to see what her perspective is, because from what I understand is there's a little bit of a misunderstanding as to who cheated on who in that relationship. That's that's what I have heard. So if you think about it, when Brittany and Justin broke up, it was the accusation that she cheated with dancer Wade Robeson, um, who's a really big choreographer, mm-hmm. did in sync and all that. Um, and then JT released Cry Me a River with the Brittany lookalike, mm-hmm. iconic song, iconic video. So basically, like, it was a almost a PR smear campaign, but it was an artist's creative outlet. So everyone loved it. So I'll be interesting to hear, interested to hear her side of the story because there have been rumors that JT was the one who stepped out on mm. Britney. But who did it first? Like, was it at the same time? Was she first? And then he did it as revenge. How, how old were these guys when this was going on? It's like 22, 23 years old, right? Something God, like that. younger than that, I feel like. Yeah. I want to say they were like... In their late, like 19, 20. Yeah. Oh gosh, they you, were super young. You don't need to have integrity in your relationship till you're mid 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Not until the frontal lobe is developed. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited to see it, mainly because it'll be interesting to hear Britney's perspective um, from a ghostwriter's point of view as well, just hearing it in articulated in a very different way. But yeah, I'm excited. It drops in 12 days. Set your calendars. Okay, Billie Eilish says one of her songs is the stupidest songs in the world. See every Black IP song. <laughs> <laughs> but they're so catchy. Right. This is a question I could wish I wish I could ask all my favorite artists because I know that there's one song that they've put out that they just hate performing, mm-hmm. that they that just grinds their gears. Obviously, I want to ask Taylor Swift this question because I know the answer would be me, exclamation point, but... I'm sure there's other ones. I think Pink said something last week also. It was a... Did she do this something from a SpongeBob movie or something? Yeah, she did a song called something about getting scurvy, and it, <laughs> it, it, they, we could play it. But it was on um, it was on an episode of SpongeBob, and she said that she really regrets doing that. And granted, she's a great songwriter, great performer. I saw her at Music Midtown, and I could see how 
all the acrobatics and the aerial silks that she does, just they just really put the SpongeBob music to shame, <laughs> right. obviously. Okay, this is really exciting. Okay, um, Barbie stars Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling could be starring in a new movie together. Apparently, they're working on an Ocean's Eleven prequel. Mm-hmm. It's being directed by Jay Roach, um, who also directed Austin Powers. And it's going to be set in 1960s Europe, which is going to be so beautiful. <laughs> if it sounds a little rat packy to you, it's because the original Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, a rat pack led movie with Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., and Dean Martin. And it is the first Ocean's franchise film to come out since Ocean's 8 in 2018, so I'm very excited. So what is it, if it's going to be like set in the 60s and like a prequel, is it going to be like Ocean's 2? <laughs> no, I think it's literally just going to be called Ocean's 11, but maybe as a prequel. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We, we don't have the title yet, but I'm just pumped that, because you know when Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone were starring in all those movies together? That to me was like the closest thing that we had mm-hmm. to like those big movie stars who would just star in different films from back in the day. So it's nice to see that while maybe he's not doing them with Emma Stone anymore, He's got Rob, Margot Robbie. Women don't care. So long as he's on a movie screen, they don't care. Who <laughs> Just take off your shirt. <laughs> Travis Scott is having a little bit of tour problems because some of his tickets are selling for as little as $7. People have been looking at his tour that is cur- that just kicked off in Charlotte. And some of the tickets have dropped so low in price that they were originally like around $109. And now they're going for as cheap as $7. Dang, wow. Which I think makes a lot of sense. If you see all those headlines about Astroworld, who's really getting geared up and excited to go to a Travis Scott show, but I would like to think that after that experience, his team has learned better and it's going to be a much safer experience. So I was wondering when I read this story this morning if this was some kind of media slant. Now, does does he have like a section that he sets off each and every concert for those that can't afford a $100 ticket? As far as I can tell from the story that I read, no, it's just like the, the price is just... <laughs> Plummeted. Okay, because I was almost wondering, like, I could see people taking, like, him really mm-hmm. doing, trying to do something good so mm-hmm. everybody could go and then spinning it to something mm-hmm. really ugly. No, it's, it looks like it's not even, like, selling out to that extent. So. I trust no headline. <laughs> <laughs> no people. He confronted a fan after they rushed the stage towards him. More on this scary MGK altercation on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. I'm so turned off even by the subject matter of this email. Is this punishment too harsh for my boyfriend? Punishment. <laughs> Sometimes you got to pay for your infractions, man. <sighs> um, it just feels like it shouldn't be the kind of relationship where anybody's getting punished I, I, in no, it. No, right? I, I agree. All, All right. right. Kristen's got the email. <clears throat> Hello, Burt Show friends. I need you to be honest and let me know if I'm being too harsh. My friends have my back. My boyfriend's friends have his back. I could use a third party to chime in on whether my punishment for my boyfriend is too harsh. (laughs) Last weekend, he and some buddies went out drinking. No biggie. He was supposed to be home at 11. 11 rolls around and no Connor. I texted and no reply. 12 rolls around. Still no Connor. I call and no answer. By 1 a.m., I'm starting to panic. Like Abby, I'm a catastrophizer. (laughs) Worst case scenarios start flying through my head. I totally would have reached out to his friends, but I don't have their numbers. By 2 a.m., I was in tears. I'm just staring at my phone, willing it to ding with a text or ring with a call. At 3.18 a.m., he walks through the door, or should I say stumbled through the door. My first instinct was to hug him because I was so relieved he was safe. Then my second instinct immediately kicked in and I was fuming. I started yelling, asking why he didn't answer any of my texts or calls. He said he lost his phone. To which I replied, why didn't you use one of your friend's phones? To which he replied, I don't have your number memorized. That's legit. I'd be guilty of that. That is legit. Yep. You don't have, like, your partner's number memorized? Uh-uh. I don't. No. <gasps> uh-uh. okay, Seven y'all... and a half years in, I, I, I do not know Okay. I don't even know the area code. <laughs> <laughs> Maurice! I don't. It's okay, bad. y'all need to work on that. You know Bart's? Yes, absolutely. Wow. I know Chad's. Yeah. This does not looking good for you and I. <laughs> it's yeah. Not. Maybe it's a young kids thing. Like, you're, if anything happens, you need to be able to have that in case of emergency. I knew it as soon as we started dating. Well, I did too. I was trying to make him feel better. I also know my, like, college best friend's phone number still by heart. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't even yeah. know my own number Well, by that heart. was in case I got stranded at a bar so I could call him to come get me. Um, I was so livid, I couldn't see straight. I went upstairs to our bedroom, shut and locked the door. He slept on the couch. 
The next morning, he was hella hungover and didn't feel well enough to discuss, in quotations, what happened, which only made matters worse. Since he didn't feel like apologizing, I didn't feel like sleeping next to him. So I've kicked him out of the bedroom. I tossed all his clothes into the hall as well as his bathroom amenities. We live in a one-bedroom condo, so his new room is the living room. (laughs) His friends think I'm overreacting. It was a guy's night that went a little sideways. My friend thinks he's an a-hole who won't validate my feelings, and the least he could do is apologize and take ownership that he screwed up. I'm asking for accountability and apology and for him to memorize my phone number. <laughs> that I, last one, that's a tough ask. That's, that's okay. a lot. It's a lot of numbers. I don't think that's too much to ask. <laughs> Until he does those three things, <laughs> he stays on the couch. Damn. <laughs> All right, who wants to go first here? Uh, I would, if I were him, I would have apologized for obviously putting her through that. And I get why she was worried and concerned and how it turned into what it turned into. But I wouldn't have felt like I needed to be punished for it, which this is why in relationships, I don't give a time when I'm coming home for this exact reason, because I don't know. I don't know where the night's going to lead. I don't want to give a time because then if I'm not home by that time, it's a problem. So I I don't think the man should have a curfew at his age. Mm -hmm. And I think his I think him losing his phone and not having her number was legit. So I I do think he should have been apologetic, but I don't think he should have been punished. So let's say it's not a curfew, but when she runs by him like hey what time you think you're going to be back and he goes 11 o'clock it's not really a curfew he's just like filling it filling her in mm-hmm. true he, he, but then if you lose your phone what is he supposed to do he's screwed there's nothing he could really do in that situation yeah come home there was another option that you guys feel see, is not a valid one but there is another one see I, th- this is a communication thing here i think because and we're just making up details now that we really don't know what time do you think you're going to be back he says 11 o'clock, but it's a soft 11. I think with most guys, when they say 11, it's a soft 11. Yes, it so just I, sounds good. I learned, say, 2, and if you're home earlier, then you're covered. That's fair. Mm. That's fair. <laughs> I, I hate having to side with a man in any situation, but I'm going to side with him. <laughs> so it's okay. We won't revoke your woman card if you do. Just please let me keep it for a little bit longer. I have to say, I think this is crazy town. Like if my best friend came to me and said, yeah, I'm making my boyfriend sleep out on the couch because he came home late and didn't have my number memorized, I would have to have a talking to with her. I think that's a little bit too much. And then, and I think all you have to do is ask him for the apology, which I completely understand. You just want him to want to apologize. That That's a valid feeling. But I think if you want him to apologize at this point, you're going to have to ask for it. Say, it felt like this when you came in at 318 and all I want is for you to take accountability for how that made me feel. And I think he'll step up to the plate and then you can get him off the couch. Yeah, she's got to be clear in what she wants here, right? He should have apologized. He's in the wrong. He's in the wrong. Yeah, he screwed up. Yeah, he, he screwed did. up. He screwed up. Right. Yeah. So he should have apologized, uh, apologized as soon as he walked in the door. And the fact that he doubled down and his dudes are probably having him double down also, that was a stupid move. Now, as far as like throwing his stuff in the hall and that's where he's living in the living room, that's much. It, that's it, extra. That's a bit much. Yeah, but had he handled, if he would have been apologetic and took accountability, we might not be here. Right. It's also true. Yeah. He was also hammered when he walked through the door. We've got to give him some grace. And he, memorize your significant other's phone numbers. <laughs> that's a lot of numbers. <laughs> There's a lot of numbers. Please get the area we're, code. We're not in Europe where it's like 011-879-928-346-722. How do you remember anything there? <laughs> it's the Virgil. The Virgil. Show. All right, first things first, we have uh, Halloween right around the corner. And I don't know that we've talked about this very much. Um, we would love to send our ghost hunters out again. So if you have some sketchiness going on in your house right now, we got the guys. Yeah, our paranormal investigators of Georgia, um, year after year, always like are so dedicated. We'll go to your location with all of their gadgets. Um, the what, what, what are those readers called? The electromagnetic? readers and stuff like that. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, we'll say that. And um, their video footage and their audio, like, they just, they go all out. And they're like, they're legit paranormal investigators. And so... 
they want to come to your home, but we got to know who you are and what kind of like paranormal activity is happening in your house or place of work or wherever. So if you go to thebertshow.com, hit us up. And so we could potentially send our paranormal investigators out to you and find out if your place is or is not haunted. You already know what it is. We just bring in the sounds. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that, that'd be fine. So go to thebertshow.com uh, and we'll start... Um, vetting these out next week and get them on the air over the next couple of weeks. Again, birdshow.com. A big weekend in Atlanta this weekend. So excited. Pride is this weekend. One of the best events um, in Atlanta. I absolutely love this event just for the acceptance and the energy and the Pride Parade is always so massive. 100,000 people gather in Midtown just to celebrate each other and have a blast. So we once again partnered up with Cupcake Vineyards um, who brought us some Prosecco and Moscato yesterday. Thank you very much, Lou. Um, and so we're going to be riding on the Cupcakes float. So it's going to be a Q99.7 Burt Show, Show Cupcake Vineyards float. And we also have a special guest, and that is Ivy Fisher. She is one third of Edgewood Avenue's premier all black, all trans female showcase, Chapel Beauty. You're like beyond excited, aren't you, Rebecca? I'm kind of obsessed with her. So. Is that right? Oh my God. I cannot believe. Okay. That is so exciting. Yeah. So did you not know that she was going to be on her float? No. <laughs> Ivy. Oh my God. I've given her so much money. <laughs> so if you, you can uh, check out her socials at Ivy.F-I-S-C-H-E-R Fisher. Um, so you can kind of get an idea of what's going to be going on in our float, but uh, we're all going to be wearing our Barbie outfits. Oh, so we have revealed this. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going right. to be wearing our Barbie outfits and and it's just going to be an epic day and we want you to be down there and just it's all the pride um, theme this year is show up and show out. And mm-hmm. that's what we're asking everybody to do. And I have felt the pressure every day in the gym on this thing. Oh, because of your outfit? The outfit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, do you want it? Like, do you want to further disclose which Barbie character you chose? You know more about it because you actually chose it. <laughs> <for me. laughs> so, if you watch the movie, you know that the Kens kind of revolt in Barbie Land and start taking over, <laughs> and all of a sudden, Barbie's dream house turns into the Mojo Dojo Casa, <laughs> and so. Bert is going to be Mojo Dojo Casa Ken. <laughs> Every day another item has come to my house. So one day headband, next day fur coat. Um, but it's open in the front, so I have been busting the cardio. Okay, out of motivation. Can I tell you, when you know that you have a whole bunch of gay guys that are going to be looking at you, there is more pressure than when there are going to be women around. Absolutely. They are ripped. I am feeling it, man. So I'm going to be Western Barbie. Mo, I think you're going to be Western Ken. Um, I thought it was Cowboy Ken. Cowboy Ken. I'm naming him Cowboy Blend, though. That's, Cowboy who? That's Black King. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cowboy Blend. Yes, that's me. All right, well, I'm Cowboy Barbie. Abby, what are you doing? I'm being Disco Barbie from that one scene oh. with the Dua Lipa song. Super. Also known as Existential Crisis Barbie when she goes, do you guys ever think about dying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super fun. Um, all right. So that will be on Sunday. Yes. And then we got a party afterwards also. Yeah. So we're going to be headed back to, um, after the parade concludes, we're going to be headed back into Piedmont Park. There's there by the Charles Allen entrance. And we're going to be hanging out and doing a meet and greet at the Cupcake Vineyards tent. So Just after the out. parade, if you want to come and hang out and, uh, you know, taste test some wines, by all means, please do. This is really our party that's become your party because after Pride every year, we were all just hanging out at Park Tavern. So we're like, well, why not invite listeners and all hang out together? There you go. So it's an extension of what we've been doing for years and we do it really well. We Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to join us, all the details up online, birdshow.com. All right, staying in this lane right here, Katie and Rebecca were schooling us a couple of days ago on, and, and now it's okay to say this word because when I was growing up, you did not use the, the queer word. Mm. Queer math versus by math. Yep, the queers are at war. It's really a one-sided <laughs> war because uh, the lesbians have always come down on the bisexuals. And we love you, Katie. Just accept us. It's so hard. Okay. <laughs> it's so hard. So what? we've been doing girl math versus boy math on the show. And that has inspired you and Katie in honor of Pride this weekend to do <laughs> lesbian math versus bi math. Mm-hmm. And we had to write these ourselves because they were kind of hard to come by. Yeah. So. Katie, do you want to start with some bi math? You know, yes. All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. How can you tell if someone's bisexual? I don't know oh. how. Mm. Well, you know, they'll tell you again <laughs> and again. <laughs> and again. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, as cis, we are allowed to laugh at these jokes, right? Yes, of okay. course. But of this course. isn't going to count against our allyship, correct? No, you're, you got the card. You're good, girl. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, lesbian math is your first date lasting 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, okay? I got to know that she's the love of my life that day. Okay. <laughs> Bye, math. Is someone asking your body count, but you only count the men? You're coming for me specifically, I feel like. You know? <laughs> okay, lesbian math is saying you hate drama, but hmm. two-thirds of your friends are your ex. <laughs> okay, I can't, I can't say anything about that. <laughs> All right, bye math is going out in public and then claiming that you can't find anybody to date when you have all the options, mm -hmm. but it's so hard to find the right <laughs> one. Oh, my God, Katie, please. Same. <laughs> Lesbian math is getting offended when someone asks you who's the guy in the relationship, mm -hmm. but never leaving home without the strap. Oh. Oh. That's okay. a good point. Okay. Hey, you got to stay prepared, though. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, you got to stay prepared. And like, come on now. Stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. <laughs> Bye, math is taking your straight boyfriend to a gay bar and being mad that nobody else hits on you. Ah. Wow. Mm. Well, mm. been there. <laughs> Lesbian math is saying, I just don't know if she's into me after spending the night at her house for three weeks straight. <laughs> 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 you, you coming for me? That's Katie math. <laughs> Maybe we should have just dubbed this Katie Math and Rebecca, Rebecca Math. math right. <laughs> All right, this is my last one, okay? Bi Math is knowing that you're gay, but claiming bi just because it's easier. Oh. Just accept it. You're gay. Okay. You're gay. That felt personal, okay, from you. Lesbian Math is wanting every new girlfriend to get a new toy, but you're coming around with the same tired cat. Oh, <laughs> Tired Cat. Hey, dang, yo. That's a great rap name. Tired Cat. No, same Tired Cat. Same, same Tired Cat. cat. I, have no, I have no defense on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Come back with. Look, this right. is going to be a great Pride weekend. Come yes. join and hang out with us uh, on Sunday, and we will see you there. All the details up online at thebirdshow.com. Happy Pride. The Bird Show.